What are you anticipating seeing, you know, amongst the New Zealand teams, given you've, you've given all that about the All Blacks? Oh, just so many good young players, mate. I don't know how you do it there. Oh, I do, because you've got three of the biggest uh, academies in the world. Fiji, Samara and Tonga. They're not bad. We were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Hey, guys, uh, and welcome. Uh, guys and girls, of course, uh, we're not discriminatory here on the Drop Kickoff podcast because we like talking about everything and everything, but especially rugby. This weekend, we'll talk about the weekend pass, actually, not the coming weekend. Um, we'll just quickly go over it because we know you love talking about rugby. You love hearing about rugby. Let's start with um, the Brumbies versus Crusaders. Brumbies got cooked. They got cooked like a bit of sirloin on a Friday night, Nathan, didn't they? Um, and also they dropped half their team because they got arrested. Talk to me, Nathan. Yeah, like it's a very second-rate Brumby side. Um, you know, so it's, it's tough to take a lot out of it. Um, I mean, uh, although Corey Tool were... ain't second-rate, Corey Tool ain't second-rate. He's iconic. Oh, Corey's great. Yeah, I mean, it's that's. I mean, just... you can't you can't say second-rate. That's uh, as the as the standard. You know, Brumby's fan on the pod. I have to take issue with the with the phrasing, the wording, any sort of bias against my beautiful team. But yeah, should, it's a should tough say we are joined by pretty much a second-rate team. Also, yeah. You've guessed uh, the now. It was true though. They, they, it was. It, I mean, it was a second. It was a weaker side. <laughs> but still, um, they were competitive. They were competitive. The Brumbies, like again, with ten minutes to go, still in it. Um, as I said, Corey Tall looked great. Um, even Ben O'Donnell on the other wing, like if a couple of kicks kind of went his way, looked solid. Um, Ryan Lonigan, big winner, just continues to firm as a bolter. But yeah, it's tough to take much out of this game when there was a whole bunch of guys still sitting in. Canberra, but I guess that's part of the that's part of the master plan to make sure that they're good for not only your finals but for September. Um, yeah, so they lost thirty five seventeen, which ain't too bad. I mean, that's a pretty respectable score against Crusaders, um, but they also did lose to the Drua. So I mean, they lost to the Waratahs, which is <laughs> so you saying the Waratahs are the best best side. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but you know yeah. that you know, especially when Tolly's leading the line with his <laughs> shirt off. Um, and you got you just on that score as well, like they. 35-17, they scored with like two minutes to go. Like when with, you know, with 10 minutes to go, they were, I think, 12 back, my math's correct. 11 back, sorry. And like still very much in that game. So I think there's still plenty of positives to take out for it from Stephen Larkin, just how your younger guy stepped up to the mark. Um, Nick, do you have any comments on this game? It was a weird one, like in all honesty. I was really, I was hyped for the game and, you know, for the generals, you know, were you Genius. hard for the game or hyped? I was for the hard game? for the game, definitely. Oh. Super hard. Yeah, yeah, game. I get hard for games too. Yeah. I mean, any any game with Tolu in it, I know that you you're all over it. Um, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but look, it was it was a hard it was a hard game to predict, but I was still hard for it. Um, so, it, like, I appreciate this first and foremost that the Brums are are, are, tr- are giving the young boys ago and you know it's it felt more like a season building move instead of just a one game focus on let's try and knock off the satyrs it's also just like you know considering all of the resting that's happening over in new zealand uh you know players are getting rested for all blacks i feel like it's actually a common sense thing to to for us to start doing that and of course the brumbies take the lead on it and i thought again adding to nathan's points i thought that second string side played pretty well like you're going to christchurch it's a hard place to win it's a hard place even for the best of, at the best of times um 
But I also do think, though, it shows how much more game time the second string Crusaders side has compared to us because they were just able to push ahead in those last couple of minutes, which does make a huge difference, um, I think. And so, you know, and that impact on those couple of minutes, again, even though they were in that game for the majority of it, it does it does say a lot. Still, like, let's just say it was a, it was a case, once again, for me, if you're going to, you know, with those one or two minutes of difference, it was kind of one of those games and it was disappointing regardless that the, the Brumbies kind of winning streak and, and, and still to be beaten ended there, but it is what it is. We go again next week. Um, yeah. Sorry. I was just trying to pull it up. I mean, Nathan, you said the last 10 minutes, but the Brumbies also scored, scored a try. Still five tries to two. They scored, the 11, they, they scored with 11 to go. They scored yeah. with 11 to go. So 10. Oh, wow. It says 70 minutes here. So, Potato, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm saying potato though. Which is Let me dream, goddamn it. Um, but yeah, look, it does make yeah. it, it does make the argument though that like because again that that second that second street crusader side was was pretty damn good, and you know you could it's again the case of you know it's again one of those examples of well with the depth that New Zealand has, which is really the key difference. I think it's the key, the key weak, uh, key weapon that New Zealand has against any team. In all honesty, um, it was really a case of well, if only the our boys had just had a little bit more game time. But look, still plenty of positives to take. We go and you know, it's it's a game. Just, it's a can season I just building. Say, though, Nick Nick Frost is huge. Yeah, he is. I'm hard mm. for Nick Frost in 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 both ways. Like he's a big, mm. he's a big man. A big man. Very big man. Yeah. I will say, um, though, I think Noah Lalesia had a disappointing game. I do think he could have had a better game. Yeah, he could have performed yeah, better. Add that to the list. Yeah. Add that to the um, list. But add okay. to your point. After, after, the, after the Brumbies, the Waratahs played, and they played the, the Chiefs. And uh, the Waratahs kind of looked like they were going back to basics almost. Um, Joey Walton started for the first time in two years inside centre. He had a fairly good game. Uh, will Harris... I replaced probably both Charlie Gamble and Langy Gleason at number eight and had a huge game. But, but just tackling. Dudes love tackle. They love contact. Nathan, how do you see this game? The Waratahs lost, of course, 14-24. It was a step forward. Like, they showed a lot of fight, particularly before that first half. So, like, there's, you know, it was signs like they were, they caught tar tough. And, you know, that attitude of, you know, Ben don't break. You know, if they're going to score, you got to make it work for them. And they, they did. They, like, they, again, it was a very injury-riddled team. It was team low on confidence still. Did but have you 13 know people out? Was that Something it? like that, yeah. I think it was 12 or 13. A bunch three of, of them have toe injuries and about five or six of them have shoulder injuries. Which is, again, just really unfortunate. But it's one of those things. It, it, it's a step forward, but it's a case of, all right, that was a building block. How do you now put it together Saturday against the Brumbies when you get some of those players back and, you know, before a bye, you need to build that momentum. You need just a, something where you can, you know, take heart off and be like, okay, that was, that was positive. Oh. And with the, the idea that finals are still in reach, if you, all you have to do is put, you know, four or five wins together in the back half of the year and you can sneak in all yeah. of a sudden try and play spoiler and see what happens. Look, yeah, I, I have reservations about that, though, mate. I think Josh made a good point last week, though, that they need a big scalp, though. If they genuinely want to be title contenders, 
The Tars need a big scalp. They need a big win. Otherwise, they just won't have the self-belief and the self-confidence to push deep into finals. Like, yeah, you can scrape in to finals, but I mean, like, th- like three quarters of the ladder is going to get into finals by default on that. Well, I really and don't th- think they're, they're not going to get. To top you don't think they're going to make finals? I think this was the. This... No, they don't look like it. But they're not. They're not, not I reckon they'll, they'll make the finals. Best but... Australian team. I don't even think. Yeah, well, like, oh, they'll, they'll make finals, eight. but yeah, finals are eight. Like four. I reckon they'll, they'll make they'll make finals. I don't say this team is being a title contender, mm. which no, is disappointing though because of the growth they had on last year. We were hoping they would be, but I mean that's pretty much gone at this point. Adding to that though, I do think this was their best game so far this year that they played. It was. It, yeah, I do. Yeah. I think yeah, this it was. It it was like the, it, there was a bit more of a of a of a reassessment there was a, a reevaluation making it simple and i think it showed in a better performance it was just unfortunate for them that they're playing the best team in the comp well the, the funny that. thing was like it was a better match performance but in terms of a better team performance probably not because they didn't really show a lot like they scored 14 points one of that was an intercept try and if if someone said to you oh it was just the chiefs kept dropping the ball and that's why they didn't play so good you could kind of go yeah, you know, uh, but it's interesting. So this week they're playing the Brumbies. I was chatting the Brumbies about like tar weeks, no longer a thing. I don't know, was it ever a thing? Was that just a magical period in Australian oh. rugby that you you'll never get back? I think it was. Um, I yeah. think it was a thing. I was hot, 100% but, okay. still, It still is a thing. Like ask anyone down in Canberra if it's a thing. No, that's it's a thing. Playing the tars, yeah, but it's not a thing. Playing the tars here, is you a know? thing. You know, the the world starts and ends in Sydney. But I want a bit of disrespect. I want a bit of excitement. I want people going, no, you're shit. You, you want the Tars shit. to get up and in this. You the want the Tars to get up in their face. The, no, I want the Brumbies to say, you're shit. And it's kind of like... We have I feel like them shit. saying that they the, the Tar shit. Week is no longer... I feel like them saying the Tar Week is no longer a thing and saying that they rather focus on the I know. Reds I love pretty it. much highlighting disrespect. I, I, I love it. I love it. And it's so soft. But I wish they just said your shit and be better. Yeah, it's something that rugby league does very well. You look at um and and look at uh I think it was last week or the week beforehand. Um, Cronulla played Canberra and they, like they you asked one of the props um from Cronulla, Royce Hunt, what he thought of another Canberra player, Corey Horsbaugh, and he said, as a coach would say, he's a week gonna got a dog. We're gonna get him next week. You know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's rugby league. But we'll get on with it and we're going to bash him next game. Like, we got a dog. That's, like that. that's the quotes you want. You want someone to just, we got just play that villain but that's, at but, some yeah. stages. But that's, that's for that's another that, pod. That's for another pod. But like I said, like that's like, it's like wrestling. you got to do that kind of stuff because it's fun. And, and yeah. rugby is so often so conservative, not in a political or religious way, but just like very polite and very reserved. And it's like, but you need this. And it's true. It is not disrespectful to say that the the waratahs are crab juice this year like you legit are get that rocket up here yeah prove them wrong i want you to see it. i want you to do it and i want you to be punished like that that's good i want that but i'm excited for it mm. and i kind of wish that the brumbies played the team they played last week the second string team against waratahs this week imagine if they won let's move on reds played the rebels um I think this is pretty interesting. Um, and look, and talking about disrespect, and obviously I don't mean it. Obviously I mean it in the best way possible. Kevin Foote, I didn't know who you were at the start of the season. Boys, I guess, Nick, we'll start with you. 
Red Bulls are looking really good. This is the game of the round by default. <laughs> just just by default. How good? How good is it to see the Rebels? Not it's not just that. They're backing themselves. They're backing themselves. I was like, it was really great to chat with Lockie Anderson. He basically said the one thing that I really took out of it, the pod that we, the chat that I had with him was they want to start acting. They've been watching the top four teams and just basically going, let's see how we can turn ourselves into that. And just God, they're showing it. Like they're actually backing themselves. I think whoever was on the, on the Twitter was like, how good is it? The boys are just throwing it around and having it and having a go. Josh alluded to like leaders standing up in that squad and they're a leader standing out. I thought Brad Wilgen had a fantastic game. Carter Gordon is a gun. He is an absolute gun. He is, I think Lockie just said he's, he, Carter's just doing Carter. That's all he's doing. That's all he's just doing this, this, uh, and and that's and then, and they said like we already we knew he, there was something to him. He's good. And yeah, again, like I mean, last and that year, number eight, that number eight they've got is a fucking dynamo. Yeah, where like, they come from. I, I mean, I was I was similar. Blue, to, yeah, yeah, I was similar to you. I was like saying because I mean, after last year, I, I kind of wondered if Foot was the right person to lead Rebels. I had so many concerns about the Rebels going into this year to the point of, like, have they got it in them to actually... Like, they've never had a successful season. And, like, where is this? Like, where is this team going? And I am loving being proven wrong. I love it. It's the best. Um, This team's got heart. This team has got heart. They're having a go. And, uh, like, I think Nathan alluded to it last week, but this draw game this weekend, this is the biggest test. If you win there... If you win in Fiji, you can win nearly anywhere. That's the learning to take from this. And they earned that win against the Reds. They earned it completely. It's, um, that, it's that fast and fearless is the words Kevin Foote uses. He's tried ever since he's sort of taken over from day one. He's really tried to be an advocate for being like, you know what, if we're going to attack, we're going to do it from whether we're on our own goal line, whether we're five metres out. And you're seeing it. You're seeing yeah. it with... You know, guys like Lockie, and as you say, um, the Pinkuses of the world, these guys who have come through from a certain yeah. background, and it's really all of a sudden add that extra um, element and just find these pieces. You know, the, the 12 is, as well. Um, yeah. David Filalu, I, I can't, can't pronounce the name. I've butchered it. But Illy? Yeah. No, no, no. Illy's 13. Sorry, Illy was the 13. Illy was 13. It was um, yeah, Filalu. Again, yeah. someone they'd literally picked up from... It, it was playing... In Rome, not in like Transylvania, and all of a sudden came back up, came back over to Melbourne. They've signed him. Just not a good piece. But I think we've got to talk about the Reds as well. Like, okay, where are they going? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Do we have to? (laughs) Hang on, hang on. We haven't said the most important thing, which was the hairstyles. Oh yeah, the hair is. I think I think the hair is a secret weapon. That is a secret weapon. If you if you're struggling as a club, just grow a mullet. Like that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mullet. I love the I love the chat we had because they're throwing it around. They don't care. It's like a mullet. It's you mean the like mullet in the, the hair? <laughs> it's like the mullet in the glinting sun afternoon sort of vibe. It's just um, like but yeah. Go. Let's talk about the Reds. Uh, I mean, look, they lost by less than a try, um, but I don't know. And again, I mean, I kind of mean this with disrespect, but I'm not being a critical crap like. They shouldn't be where they need to be. They have a stacked team. They're playing. They're all playing like their girlfriend just broke up with them. Yeah. Like, okay. 
Um, I know that you were going to be like, let's not get too harsh. No, let's get harsh. We're in unacceptable territory now. If if you're if you're a Reds fan, and I I, I was you know. You cannot have that many wallabies and that much talent and squander games with discipline like that. That is not acceptable. I'm going to just call it out here. You're either in a state of arrested development right now. And at that point, you know, so there's, there's two things I'm thinking here. Eva Thorne has told them that they need to be aggressive and they're making stupid decisions on the field or he's lost the change room. It's very checker. It's test, yeah. Isn't it? It's not that good first enough. One, that first one. Yeah, they yes. should be challenging for the title, and it is not good enough, frankly. And if so they should have been challenging for the title for the last three years. Exactly. You know, exactly. Was so yeah. good. Yeah. If oh, Thorn, if Thorn cannot turn this team around this year, I don't think he's earned his right for a, for a contract. And and again, Josh alluded this to to it last year, last week. He is a simple rugby man. This is basic stuff. This is really basic stuff. You like there was no way that uh, that Tate McDermott was going to get caught in that last try. There was no way. It was guaranteed a try. No one was going to stop him. Uh, Nick, you should probably right. describe the scene for the people just to remind. Just go into graphic detail. Well, I mean, so so it was basically uh, the it was the rebels were ahead. Um, it was. 40 to 34, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're camp- the Reds are camped on the Rebels' five-metre line, and then uh, to McDermott goes, basically sneaks around the corner and scores a try. And it's a water. So he went around try. the blind side. He went around the blind side, nobody noticed. blind side, yeah. Yeah, and then one of the Rebels players kicks up a stink, and it and so that uh, O'Connor's about to take the conversion, which would give them a one-point lead, and all of a sudden the ref pulls yeah, it up. Yeah, O'Connor took does, about 10 seconds. As he pulls it up. And then says, we need to go and see what's happened. And, of course, Ryan uh, Smith, the, the the lock, has just very gently pulled on uh, the Rebels player coming out of the ruck uh, and stopped him from having, cl- from having... The only guy getting up... Yeah, having the more a chance to catch him. He was yeah, not going to yeah. catch him. It's it's a stupid... The whole thing is just stupid, frankly. Um, but it's more stupid. Like, why does Smith need to do that? There yeah, was it's, the yeah. fact that he tried to pull him twice. It's he missed so the first stupid. Time. And like, when you look at it, again, when you look at it as well, it can, can back us up with facts as well. You look at players like that. You look at you, Ryan Smith, Dane Zander, Felipe Dungunu are all in the top 10 for most penalties conceded. I don't yeah. think any other team has three players in that. And yeah. when you look at, I think Liam Wright basically addressed it today. And I can hear Josh screaming from here. It's the discipline that just hasn't been good enough. It's, that, yeah. that performance has to be a line in the sand. Yeah. That you can't is, be giving away these dumb penalties. How many games have Queensland lost in the last three or four years due to discipline? It's not good enough. Mm. Too many. I, was, I, saw you, I saw you were about to say it, Nathan. It's too many. It's not it good enough. You don't need to, to, to do the calls like that, make stupid decisions like that. It's either something has to turn around now, they need a big scalp. They need to, like... There will be no statement line in the sand than a win against the Crusaders this weekend. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to. You're in that state of self-sabotaging. These are fixable problems. These are fixable problems if you are, um, you know, if you are in the Reds uh, coaching. But style. maybe it's not. Maybe it is just. It's a right. It's yeah. arrested development. They can't progress under Thorn oh, past this point. Yeah, potentially, but it's just like a fight. Like, this hasn't been the first time it's happened. I mean, it's happening all season. And then yeah. also when you go, oh, it's discipline. 
for something that is so kind of emotional, I guess, to pull that dude back. Like that's yeah. not a rational decision to do, right? Yeah. It's just, it's simple stuff that you then fix. You have so much, and uh, this is where the frustration comes to. Yeah. There's so much talent outside them. that You have all the weapons in the world and then just letting them there, losing games, not getting beat by teams. If you, if you get the, the distinction there, it's just, you need, you need to find just, you need something to change well, around. Cause as you said, with the talent, they should be a lot better than sitting, you know, just four. on the, they, well, they're on the edge of the eight and just, just chilling, just, you got what, was honestly Graham, not doing enough. What, the dude before Graham Richards, Richardson, you and McKenzie, their coach. the time no, the coach before. Yeah, it was you and Richard McKenzie. Graham. Richard Graham. Yeah, I mean, you just got that kind of shadow hanging over you, you know. Um, oh, it's not as bad as Richard Graham times. Like they had a win record of like twenty something percent. Under no, him. but in the in the sense of arrested development. Yeah, stag- stagnating. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, we're on a schedule. We're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> Uh, force. I mean, I remember. I remember. A kind of formative experience for me was when Brett Hodgson was their captain at the Force, and it was back in the Super Rugby days. I think before the the Moon Dogs and the the Argies came in, and they had a fairly good team. Uh, they had a lot of grit. But that's all they had, and they go over to play New Zealand, and they play really well in the first half. And then they get blown out of the park in the second half would be 40 to 10. And watching this against the Blues, it was kind of the same thing. Um, and then they could have done a lot better if they didn't do give away stupid penalties, they kick their goals. I think they tried hard. They, as you said, they really tried to, they, you know, you could see Crumb's effect over that side. I thought that the English influence was quite solid. You had Simpsons, you had Sam Spinks of the world, um, Zakir Abagi, <laughs> um, that made amazing Tony. run that that English centre did. Mm, yeah, he carved up and he threw the ball once, and they dropped the ball. It's <laughs> the opposite it, of the the forwards all the work and the back screwed up. It was yeah. <laughs> but how how much did that sum it up as well? It's just like yeah. it was so promising oh. and just that yeah, just not clicking. Yeah, I think look, I reckon like but, I was expecting they it. looked fucking sick as well. Sorry, they looked fucking sick in yellow and black, and it's a shame that they're blue. I mean, see a blue, see a yellow and black doesn't really make sense, but see, like they looked hot. Sorry, Nick. They just. I mean, I agree with you. I think that I reckon yeah. it's the it's it's yeah. I mean, I know I know those red, um, yellow and black are uh, WA's traditional colours, and part of me is thinking, can you can you adopt that? I reckon that's a pretty that looks pretty yeah. good on them. But I yeah. digress. I was expecting an absolute demolition here. I don't think any of us thought the Reds were the force were going to win. You know what? I agree. I was pleasantly surprised by the fight shown. They denied the Blues a bonus point, um, which is nothing to be sniffed at at home. Um, I reckon that second half was the best the Force have looked so far under Cronny. Mm. I reckon. Mm. Um, yeah, you mentioned you did mention you know they did have they, they, their discipline issues did can can continue, but I reckon in that second half it improved a lot. Um, the cohesion, I think, is the key thing that it really grew in that second half too. Um, like it, it's often felt like you know, kind of adding that on that adding on that point, like if, regarding the cattle, like they've got some parts and they've got some really good parts, but it's how it's fitting together that is the issue. Yeah, I reckon there's always like there's always like a dude who's been there for twelve years, like Kane Kateka, <laughs> or somebody who's been there for one, like Falafa Anger. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just that I reckon it's it's. 
like the cohesion kind of was that second half was the best it looked and you know it said it said a lot that like they had some of the like one side of the field they had some of the most slickest most gorgeous passes and then suddenly like they flick it out to ollie callahan and he drops it cold with yeah. no one in front of him and i'm just like like you fix up those basic errors and they were actually a real shot in that game um i thought spink was good poo um uh, Pulu was good. I thought Madrano had a had a really great game in the yes, front, in the he was really good. Um, <laughs> he he is a props prop that dude. He's I mean you know Argentinian that dude beef. that dude has minus like yeah. like minus zero neck you know yeah. <laughs> I actually still think that the force can actually make finals. I think they have the cattle in them to make finals. I don't think they're going to win this weekend in Wellington. Um, just, but if you keep growing like this, if you take that second half performance and build on it, similar to, you know, the Rebels against the Canes, um, uh, the Canes in Melbourne, um, I reckon, you know, they've got a good run home that I, I, I think thinking about, you know, making your maiden finals would be a key one for me. I think they've got the cattle to, to pick up W's later in the season and put themselves. I, I, I don't think they have the cattle. But I know, I know, I'm, I know, I'm singular in this one. No, but it's opposite though. It's opposite. I think Cron is a really good coach, and I think you're talking about that English influence. They, I don't think they were ever going to win that game, but they made them the Blues work so hard for that, and they just did that. That, that you know, when you play Northern, the Wallabies play like Scotland or whatever, and they make them work hard for it because they just work really well as a team. And I think Cron's got that going for them. Yeah, and I reckon it's just he, he, a matter of building. Like yeah. Michael Wells has come in and he's slotted in perfectly. Um, it's that kind of stuff. And he's a three or four year season players. coach at the at the force at least. I reckon they need to just stick with with pick. They need to stick with Crony. I reckon he's he's got real potential to take that club. Well, I mean, he he. So for the people who don't know Simon Cron, um, Nick interviewed him four years ago, probably, but he. He came into Norths and he kind of bossed Shoot Shield, North Sydney. Um, and so he deserves a step up. Um, but it's kind of like Thorne, you know, because Thorne was bossing M- uh, NRC. But, yeah, um, but I mean, I, yeah, there I, is I, that, that, but I reckon he's got, he's got more success than Thorne has. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's matured under, he went over to Japan and worked under Steve Hansen. And on yeah. top of it, I mean, he oh, also yeah, yeah, had yeah, success. Yeah. He also had success as an assistant coach with the Tars. He drives. You know, he dr- he drives good results. I reckon there's more to to. But, but uh, you know, but sometimes you reach. Your... That's silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like that's that's fine. You know, like Wallaby squad. It's um, coming up, indeed. It's coming up. First squad. Why is be it coming up, Nathan? I've got no idea why it's coming up. Well, this is like the usual period where they've, um, in terms of preparing for the July series and all these. April's always that first time of. Um, when a squad gets announced, so sure enough, first April and first Sunday in April, we'll, we'll Wait, know what, what Eddie Jones' squad looks like. In the grand scheme of things, yeah, like, are they getting into a camp? So they'll Is go. For, they'll go for a camp. They'll go for a camp for a couple of couple of days. Um, I don't know exactly where the camp is, but probably on the Gold Coast. Yeah, or Either or, Eddie probably got something up his sleeve. Um. But yeah, it's just gonna be. It's generally doesn't mean that much because you know it changes so often when it comes to, um, like picks and bolters and selections. But you know, in a World Cup year, just and the, the first one for Eddie, it's just a little bit more spice to this announcement. So, I so say it's been interesting to see where he goes with. 
Yeah, right. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, Nick, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I reckon it's it's going to be one to watch, especially off the back of, you know, the latest news that has been kind of swirling around in rugby, in rugby union land with, with you know, big signings with a certain rugby league player. Um, I think it is, it, it's it's good timing to, uh, you know. Well, it's up to Phil Gould, you can pick him, but. Yeah, I know. <laughs> check, yeah. Out, check out our other pod if you want to hear more about that. I love yeah. how, like, <laughs> Phil Gould. Quick plug, quick plug. Sorry, check out so, our yeah, pod. Yeah, other pod about Swiley. I just love how Phil Gould can say, oh, just get rid of him now. Like, he's not going to play well. And and Phil Gould is literally running the Bulldogs. It's like, <laughs> how how do, you, how do you see that practically working? And mm. how can you say something so dumb and so short-sighted? You're like, do you cut his con... Like, is he getting paid 1.6 for those two years? Yeah. We'll is he just free. doing the sand dunes? Yeah, <laughs> doing the sand dunes for two years, keep fit. Hey, we'll get, if it, if it go does play the job, in Japan. It does the job. Anyway, anyway, but, anyway. but yeah, I, yeah. I love Phil Gould. Sorry. <laughs> I love Gould. Yeah. Also, also, just another thing I just want to say. I want to say this a lot, but he's got this new thing where instead of using plurals, he just uses singular. Mm. So we just say Waratah play ball against Brumby tonight. <laughs> I, I do, do like a good old, the good old red. They play well against Rebel. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's like... Who's, uh, who's that guy who was in Under Siege? Steven Seagal. It's like Steven Seagal energy. Okay, That's Wallaby nice. squad. Let's talk about this Wallaby squad. Um, what do we expect to see? Actually, Nathan, I'll probably go to you first. Um, will Eddie Jones... I mean, will it be a very Eddie Jones squad, you reckon? Um, like, you know, uh, Jake Gordon get picked at winger or something? Or, uh, or, yeah, what do you reckon? No props picked. What are you thinking? I think you'll Eddie Eddie's good for a bolter or two, like a young kid getting selected. Think you know Matt Gitto in 03, so that Jorgensen kind of fits the mold there. Um, in terms of how's it going to differ, I think you'll you'll see more bolters. You know, yeah, Corey Tool. I reckon if you look at like a Corey Tool, he's probably a great example of that. Even I, I got a guy I've mentioned before, a guy like a Wilkin. But again. These training squads are something we generally read a lot into. And I think it needs to be over analyzed, but it, you know, it changes so much. You know, with even within like a couple of months. Like you look at, I think twenty twenty one, you had guys like you know Tim Anstey, Sidalecki Tamani being picked, who again have not been back in the world of squad since. You know, Michael Wells, Josh Kemney got picked for you know one of the ones before the French series. Like it's. One of those ones, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything, but we, we will just analyze every little bit because it is Eddie's first squad. But well, I think like you'll 45 you'll, guys get picked. Um, I don't think you'll see that many. I think you'll probably see something closer to a like a 37, 36 man squad trying to get, particularly on that's you a know, World I think Cup size only, squad, right? World Cup's 34, so you might just get just slightly bigger than that. Yeah. But, it's going to be just, I'll wait and see. Um, Nick, same question to you. Yeah, it's bolter time in my opinion. I think Nathan, uh, I reckon uh, Nathan touches on it. I reckon there's a there's an opportunity to really like, uh, I think Eddie's going to probably want to look at some of the guys who have looked mo- the most promising and just kind of see them a bit more up close um, and work with them. Who do you think quickly. he thinks is promising? Well, I mean, the first... Or who would you think is promising? 
Well, I mean, let's go to the mo- the most obvious. The two most obvious. I think I think he's particularly interested in the in the scrum fly half combination, um, which is you know kind of been the space that I reckon a lot of rug of Wallaby squads have been have been built around and, and focused around. Um, I think it's for the mind games. He's got to, he's going to pick he's going to pick Lionel Junior surely from the Reds, Tom, because um, I mean in those couple of games he's played, he has impressed. And I mean, you've got to pick. You've got to pick Carter Gordon. You've got to have Carter Gordon in there. Like, no way. Is oh, maybe you won't. won't. That's like extreme Eddie mind games. I mean, I mean have you it, heard it, the story about Ben Youngs and the Skittles? Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, look, it would be... I feel like this is going to be such a cop-out thing to say. It would be the most Eddie thing to include him. It would be the most Eddie thing to not include him just because Eddie's all about the mind games. But, yeah, just young guns who are not necessarily... Uh, the you you. You like they're they're on the cusp of of Wallaby selection, but not quite there yet. Because also, I think it's not just about the World Cup this year. It's also the fact that they've signed Eddie for for the Golden Decade. Um, these, these um, I still boys, reckon these, it would be World Cup though. There's... I mean, that'll be. The, I mean, of course, that's going to be the key focus. I mean, you, you would not, but you want to win the uh, World Cup. But I mean, it, if you could take it back to the Swahili. Uh, money conversation that we definitely didn't have before this podcast. Mm. Um, you imagine a lot of his money he's earning, quote unquote, is bonuses and win bonuses. Mm. Um, imagine if they get I, in the I, I mean, I, I actually, I wonder how much change he'll make because it's kind of interesting. If anyone has watched a Squidge rugby video where he's kind of talking about Eddie's kind of like redefining what rugby is and you know you have that what's it like the two three three two formation or whatever and eddie was kind of playing around with that um yeah interchanging it moving it around making it yeah, really yeah, hard to like, read yeah yeah that. but like but also yeah kind of redefining it it's not about the two three three two it's about where the fly half is or whatever i don't know um but it'd be interesting that if he does that because as we all kind of know that his systems have, he's very systematic in the way that it's all systems based. Mm. Um, and if you'll do that or kind of get, you know, the, the, the handover notes from Dave Rennie and just kind of try to follow that because I mean, really, if he, if he loses, he'll just say, ah, it's not my fault. I just came in. If he wins back, like, oh, it's all me. So mm. um, I just no kind fear. of wonder if, there's no fear, but yeah, like I reckon it, he'll 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 just go for a, a mix. There'll be you know, there'll be your stalwarts. Harry Wilson will be going in. I reckon you know someone like Josh Fluke will well, be going actually, in. Actually, yeah, actually, let's talk about that. Like the people that Rennie didn't pick or did pick. So you've named two there: Wilson and and Fluke. Anyone well, I mean, else? Wilson that... Wilson was picked, but Fluke wasn't. I'd say that probably Fluke was still very much oh, in. Oh, still picked, very much not, not picked enough, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Wilson got picked once. Funivalu, actually Nathan Funivalu. I say. Wilson got picked a fair amount, but probably not as much as others would have thought. Vinavalu only made kind of a five or six minute cameo at that SMG yeah. test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in terms of in terms of kind of your bolters, I, I named a couple before, but I, again, I'm Greg Carter Gordon probably deserves a shot. Um, yeah. Again, probably Josh. I, I I think Josh Fluke's probably gonna be your biggest bolter. He can cover center, can cover wing, been yeah. run arguably the Reds' best during during their season, so. Yeah. I think you'll see you'll see a lot more rebels, a lot less Tars, given the way they're playing. Um, I reckon Gamble and, yeah. and Harris. Gamble and Harris are due for a. For Ga- Gamble will get in the squad just to cap him. I mean, I he's think. injured. I mean, he's injured though he's, right he, now. That's but... the thing. Ah, he's whatever. injured. So again, Harris. Harris is your big bolter. If he has a good game against the Brumbies, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. 
Um, Gamble, again, Gamble probably won't get picked on account of the injury. Um, he's probably out for the next couple, at least the next couple of weeks. Mm. Um, interesting thing is, does Ben Donaldson get picked? He, you know, your incumbent from Wales, look like the future, but really hasn't picked up on that form to start the season. And with, you know, with, well, as you said, Also, Junior, probably he was training to be fly half and then Kurtley Beal did what Kurtley Beal did. And, um, mm. but, oh, you got to play fullback now. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of plays into it. So, there's a lot of little narratives that come to this stuff. Does, you know, has James O'Connor done enough to all of a sudden earn another look? Yeah. Like, it's has a certain hooker from the Waratahs not named Dave Parecki done enough off the bench? Like, we just don't know these <laughs> things. Yeah. Well, I think Mahe Falernu probably too early, but totally liked it, of course. I mean, you know, look, you got to connect with the TikTok generation. And uh, anyway, it's like you've seen the memes about the man. Yeah, I, I um, reckon sure you've seen him with his shirt off. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I think that's know. just you. You that's and just you. that's just you, man. Uh, no, um, did you not see? Uh, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, um, do you think Lola CEO? Who do you think will be the starting fly half in oh. Eddie's squad? Pick tomorrow. That's I don't a... think Lola CEO. No, I don't think so either. Necessarily, think... like. Uh, yeah, uh, but also who else? Question. Oh, Quaid. That's right. I think. Um, I mean, but... you want no Japan. I don't think any Japan players will be known. But if you had to, if you told me, all right, name the three fly halves, I probably think they go um, uh, Lesio, Gordon, and Donaldson. Maybe I think like Donaldson in, in Australia between in Australia again. Yeah, this I'd idea say. of this, you can't pick can't pick OC, I, or they won't pick I, overseas. Players. We would have Quaid. Would you pick Foley? Potentially. Is there anyone? Like, so Nathan, Probably, is there anyone yeah. at Rugby Australia who watches all the games with Australians? Like, would you pick Foley? I don't know how he's playing. I mean, I think he's lining it up for over in Japan. I'm pretty sure his team's like uh, in the. Oh, does Kibuta, he play in Japan uh, or Kabuta Black Spears or whatever? Yeah, like they're. But, they're top of that. They're they're eleven and one to start the year. Oh, great! Like he's been been playing real well for them. So like oh. he's he's in form. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say, um, I love that the, the Japanese names like they just come up with random names. Like their random name generator is more powerful than any other nation. Um, and uh, Ned Hannigan was playing for I can't remember the Japanese name of the town, but it was Water Gush. The water, the mighty Water Gush. Yes. Was there? Was, yeah, it's not the dragons or whatever. Mm. <laughs> water, water gush, gush. water gush, beautiful. I will, I will finish. <laughs> I will finish off by saying, if we're going to keep talking bolters, um, that there's three more names that I'll throw out there. I reckon Brad Wilkins due, um, for yep. for consideration. Um, just because in terms he, of, he's not going to start though. You know. Oh no, I wouldn't. Like, necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say start, but I reckon he would be a in super the super bolter. Yeah, I mean, it, just in terms of the leadership role that he's been showing at the Rebels, I think he's being and, and And haircut role. And haircut. Michael Wells yep. at the Force um, sim- in a, for, a, for a similar reason. I think it, it leaders are starting to emerge in this next generation, and I think Eddie would be remiss not to incorporate or include them. And then the last one, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would just love to see it happen. I would just love to see it. Um, Lilia, find Lilia Wasa. Isaac finds the Liawasa for the force as a halfback has just been fantastic every single time. You know, is he qualified? I think so. He's been he's been there for a while. I reckon he is he's qualified now. 
He's been there for a couple of years. So I, I know we talked about I assume he's from New Zealand. But... No, no, he's, he's Australian born. He's Australian born. Yeah, Queenslander. Pretty sure. Oh, like yeah, born in Sydney, but played a lot of his lot of his like NRC rugby in Queensland. Yeah, I think he, he's. I know he's talked. He's uh, you know been talked about as an oh, outlier yeah. for a while, but I think it's a case that he's just been so effective off the bench. Um, for the force, I reckon you know they've they've done well with some of their scrum half selections, and um, I reckon I reckon he's due for he's he's not I don't reckon he's necessarily close to a Wallaby selection, but get the boy in the squad. yeah he he was the dude with the dreadlocks. I was get like the, get the boy in the training squad. He looked like um Carl Tanana, the commentator who does mm. the sevens. Right? There's a little to it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that his son or something? Yeah, it's good. It's good chat. Get yeah, um, get the boy in the squad. Damn. Oh, actually, I just want to say this on like a publicly broadcast place. But I went to um, Perth not long ago and I went to the, their equivalent of what's in Sydney called the Powerhouse Museum. But it's like that museum where it's just like school kids go there. It's the same exhibits again and again. It's just about life and science and history and everything. But I went to the Perth version of that um, because actually my wine tour got cancelled. We went to Northbridge and got cancelled. So, and that museum was next door. Northbridge is like the North Terrace in Adelaide. I don't know, I don't know, Sydney or Brisbane, because I don't care anyway. It's gone, sorry. Um, and they had a sports section. And they had about three tributes to Justin Langer. They had, of course, a million tributes to the West Coast Eagles. I don't even know if the Fremantle Dockers were in there. They had something about roller skate derby in their sports section. Uh, they didn't have anything about the Western Force. Nothing. The the sports team owned by Twiggy Forrest, whose dad has a square named after him in Perth. Disgusting. Where's the honey badger? Like, where is honey the badger? badger is his sporting heritage. He should have his own wing. I remember when we talked to... He should. Yeah, we, we encouraged him to be who he is. Um, anyway, pretty... Infuriating, you know. Hey, uh, maybe, maybe that may ch- give him give him a little while. Maybe that may change. Who knows? Uh, I can't. Let's cancel Perth's cultural scene. Um, <laughs> all of the music and and all of the fantastic stuff that comes out of Perth, just cancel that. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, follow us on Twitter. Drop kickoff. Uh, good chat, boys. Uh, I can't wait till this weekend. I don't know what the res- the, the the fixtures are. Um, Nathan probably does because that's his job. Um, but you know, Waratah's playing the Brumbies, probably going to lose. Rebels are playing Drua, probably going to lose because uh, yeah, they're playing Fiji. Reds playing Crusaders, probably going to lose. Um, and Force playing Hurricanes, they're also gonna, probably going to lose. So that's the spirit. Anyway, Come on, man. Yeah, great work. Great work. <laughs> that's the spirit, man. Uh, Come on. <laughs> but Chiefs versus Blues looking pretty good. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, guys, thanks for thanks for joining. We'll catch you later. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. You know, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? So if Martin's there and, and sorry, what's your name? Nick, and Nick's there, we're not going to run to Martin, are we? <laughs>
and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff. <laughs>